One, two, one, two. Yeah. Special dedication to my brothers and sisters on the great continent of Africa. The saints in Malawi, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Zimbabwe. Don't be deceived by what America's sending y'all, yeah. man. Let me begin. While there's still ink left in my pen, I'm set to contend. For truth, you can bet will offend. Deception within. The church, man, who's letting them in? We talked about this years ago. Let's address it again. Yeah. And I ain't really trying to start beef. But some who claim to be part of the sheep got some sharp teeth. And cats get mean when you criticize them. But Jesus told us Matthew 7, 16, we can recognize them. And God forbid that for the love of some fans, I keep quiet and watch them die with their blood on my hands. So there's nothing left for me to do except to speak to you in the spirit of Jude 3 and 2 Peter 2. And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. I'll dare to be specific and drop some clarity on the popularity of the gospel of prosperity. Turn off TBN. That channel is overrated. The pastors speak bogus statements financially motivated. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Visualize heretics Christianizing the American dream. It's foul and deceitful. They're lying to people. Teaching that camel squeeze through the eye of a needle Ungodly and wicked Ask yourself, how can they not be convicted? Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket And you're thinking they're not the dangerous type Cause some of the statements are right That only proves that Satan comes as an angel of light This teaching can't be believed without a cause The liars, you can achieve a crown without a cause And I hear it all the time when they speak on the block Even unbelievers are shocked how they're feasting the flock It should be obvious then Yeah, I'll explain why it's sin Peep the Bible, it's in 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10 it talks about how the desire for riches Has left many souls on fire in stitches Mired in ditches Tell me who would teach you to pursue as a goal The very thing that the Bible says will ruin your soul Huh? Yet they're encouraging the love of money To make it worse They've exported this garbage into other countries My heart breaks even now as I'm rhyming You want to know what all false teachers have in common? What? It's called selfism The fastest growing religion They just dress it up and call it Christian Don't be deceived by this funny biz if you come to Jesus for money, then he's not your God. Money, money is. Jesus is not a means to an end. No. The gospel is he came to redeem us from sin. And that is the message forever I'll yell. Down. If you're living your best life now, you're headed for hell. Talk to him. Jewel Osteen. Let him know. Crestle Dollar is a false teacher. Well, Benny Hinn is a false teacher. I know they're popular, but don't let them deceive ya. Talk to him. T.D. Jakes is a false teacher. Tell the truth. Joyce Meyer is a false teacher. Let them know. Paula White is a false teacher. Use your discernment, let the Bible lead ya. Keep going. Fred Price is a false teacher. Tell the truth. Kenneth Copeland is a false teacher. Who else? Who else? Robert Tilton is a false teacher. I know they're popular, but don't let them deceive ya. Talk to them. Eddie Long is a false teacher. Let them know. Anita Bynum is a false teacher. Who else? Who else? Paul Krause is a false teacher. Use your discernment, let the Bible lead ya. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3.
Hello everyone and welcome back to uh, another episode of The Forge. This is our last two verses in the book of Jude and I'm so happy that you could be here and join me as we conclude the book of Jude. We've been in this for a very long time, uh, not because the book itself is so long, but because as I've said before, this is something that I do part-time. I do it when I get the opportunity to do it and sometimes schedules being what they are it gets a little crazy trying to fit this in and so here we go we're going to talk about Jude verses 24 and 25 and we are wrapping up our inversion pattern here uh, and th this is the same theme that we had in verse 1 and verse 2 we now see it at verse 24 through 25. And what we have here in this theme is assurance for the believer. Assurance for the believer. And usually I end each book um, with an episode entitled Final Thoughts On, and then I give my final thoughts. Um, at this time, uh, since we have spent so much time in the book of Jude, I might come back at a later date and um, put in final thoughts on the book of Jude, but I'm going to kind of combine those two ideas into this episode. So we're going to talk about verses 24 and 25, then I'm going to give you some final thoughts and kind of wrap it all up here at the end. So with that said, and without any further ado, let's get into our study for today, the Word of God. Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So let's take a moment here and consider some of the action words, those verbs that we have heard from Jude. In verse 17, he tells us to remember the words of the apostles. In verse 20, he tells us to build ourselves up or to build up each other in the most holy faith. He also tells us to pray in the spirit. In verse 21, we are to wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ leading to eternal life. In the last episode, we talked about having compassion on others who are misled. We were to grab them or to snatch them as if we were pulling them out of the fire. And remember Jude said at the beginning that he wanted to write about our common salvation, but instead he had to write about something else. Now, of course, we talked about the Holy Spirit's role in this, and so whenever I say Jude is doing this or saying this or writing this or that, yes, Jude is the one writing, but he's doing so under the direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so we don't want to downplay the role of the Holy Spirit in this whenever I say, you know, and I've, I've talked about this before in other episodes, anytime we say something like, 
Matthew is telling us, or Paul is telling us, or Moses is telling us, we're not saying that God did not inspire his holy word, okay? We're not talking about just mere men writing about their own ideas. So uh, we see that Jude started off to write about the common salvation. Instead, he told us a whole bunch of uh, instructions, gave us uh, ways that we can recognize uh, false teachers. But now he returns to this theme that he started off with. We're back to that initial desire of Jude to write about our common salvation. And this theme is a reflection of what he started off with. And we get a glimpse of Jude's contemplation, if you will. He's thinking about things as he's writing them. There's a beauty and a wonder in Christ. And what we find here is prayer and praise. These verses may even be intended, or indented, I should say, not intended, but indented. You know, I'm looking at my notes here so that I get things correct, and then sometimes when I'm reading my notes, I don't even remember what I wrote myself. But the word is indented in your Bible, depending on what kind of layout the publisher was using, a lot of times they will have a certain indention to set certain verses aside in a certain way so that you can look at it. And in my Bible, it's indented a certain way to indicate poetry, uh, specifically Hebrew poetry. Um, and I see this in my study Bibles. Um, Psalms is set off that way. There's prophecies that are set off that way. And it's poetry. And really what we see here is an artistic expression of Jude's heart. Yes, we are to contend for the faith. But we are also to contemplate God's greatness. And one of the themes that I'll always come back to is God's salvation and his greatness. And for me, his salvation and his greatness are, are interlinked because he has the power to save and to keep those whom he has called to himself. And, I, and therefore, I can't mess that up. So I always talk about God's greatness and his salvation of his people. And as we read these last two verses, we find here a sort of doxology. Jude is giving a doxology here at the end of his short letter. It's clear that Jesus Christ keeps us from falling. We also find that Christ presents us to God faultlessly as pure and holy just as pure and holy as he is. And we talked about that imputed righteousness in an earlier episode. We also see that he does this with great joy. Again, quoting from R.C. Sproul, quote, Jude's conclusion is a doxology expressing confidence in God's power to preserve his people to the end and acknowledging God's eternal greatness in his glory, majesty, dominion, and authority. R.C. Sproul always says what I wanted to say. <laughs> and I mean that kind of as a joke. Um, I will never be as eloquent and as good with words as R.C. Sproul was. Anyway, with that said, I would add this to it. Verse 24 tells us what God has accomplished for 
us. And verse 25 tells us what God receives from us. And I want you to think about following a false teacher or a false doctrine. And perhaps, who knows, even, even now this could be where you are. Maybe it's where you were in the past. You were listening to false teaching. But now I want you to think about the assurance that you have in Christ. It says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. How does that make you feel? And I know sometimes I tell you, you can't go by your feelings, okay? But this is one of those times I'd like to take exception to that. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Jesus Christ. How does that make you feel to know that your salvation is secured and that Jesus will keep you from stumbling? Yes, you have blown it. I have blown it. Maybe you got swept away by the hype and you got caught up in some kind of false teaching, false doctrine. Maybe you were born and raised in a cult or a church of some kind that was teaching some kind of false teaching. And I want you to think about Jude's very first readers. They stumbled also. What did they stumble into? Well, he gives us a list, and it's kind of my paraphrase if you go through the whole book. Autonomy. In other words, I don't need the authority of Jesus. Apostasy. In other words, they thought they were saved. They pretended to be, but they weren't. They apostatized. They had an appetite, and primarily talking about those false teachers, an appetite for all things sensual. And remember, we talked about that, appeal, appealing to the senses for physical and immediate gratification. In fact, it was so bad that Jude compares the false teachers to, remember, these Old Testament folks, Cain, who killed his brother Abel, Balaam, and Korah. Remember, Balaam was the one who the king wanted him to prophesy against Israel, and he couldn't do it, remember? But he did, it is believed, that he is the one who introduced false teachings and false idol worship into the nation of Israel. He at least planted the idea in the mind of the king, send our women in to seduce the men. And then, of course, we have Korah and Korah's rebellion. And we read how that God opened the earth and swallowed up Korah. But are we any different than those first readers today? Remember, dear friends, Jesus Christ is the one to keep you from stumbling. But think about that word keep. It's the same word that Jude started off with. Do you remember when he said it? Go back to those opening verses, and you're going to see the first verse says, To those who are called, sanctified by God, and preserved in Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means kept. What about that word preserved? I'm reminded of Psalm 24, verse 16, which states, For the righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. 
So what's what's going on here in this scripture? It's not saying that the righteous don't ever fall. It says the righteous might fall, but guess what? They rise again. Whereas the wicked, they fall. And they fall into calamity and they stay there. So what's the point? The point is that Jesus will keep us ultimately from stumbling. Ultimately. That he will present us faultless to God the Father. Next, let's look at what God receives from us. And I shared with you earlier that I uh, have read a commentary on these passages of Scripture these passages of scripture by someone named David Helm. And he states it this way, quote, to put it as simply and as boldly as I can, the corp corporate worship and everlasting praise of God will be the eternal privilege of all who through Christ have a share in God's good salvation, end quote. So imagine a time without end where we praise God, not just as individuals, but in corporate worship. Imagine that we all lift our voices and sing his praise and give him all glory and praise and honor and dominion. George Whitfield was an evangelist from the 18th century, and he wrote this. And of course, the language was just a little bit different back then, but but listen to the concept and the principle and the idea that he communicates here. Think, think, with what unspeakable glory those happy souls are now encircled who, when on earth, were called to deny themselves and were not disobedient to the call. Hark, methinks I hear them chanting their everlasting hallelujahs and spending an eternal day in echoing triumphant songs of joy. And do you not long, my brethren, to join this heavenly choir? Behold, then a heavenly ladder reached down to you by which you may climb to this holy hill. By this, we, even we, may be lifted into the same blissful regions and join with them in singing doxologies and songs of praise to the everlasting, blessed, all-glorious, most adorable Trinity forever and ever. I tell you, friends, this is the kind of contemplation, these are the kind of words, this is the kind of thought pattern that you will not find in today's megachurches and non-denominational churches and evangelism that appeals to your flesh. I'm telling you, friends, with all the love and grace in my heart, these are the kinds of words and the kind of thinking that comes from someone who has set their mind upon Christ to live a holy, separated life for His glory. And friends, all these works of the flesh and all this false teaching, not because I'm some kind of a great prophet or I'm some kind of a great teacher, but I am telling you based upon the words of the living God, it will all come crashing down. It is not going to last. And God is not mocked. He is not mocked by these false teachers with all of their false signs and wonders who are after your money. 
God will put an end to it. And may he hasten the day. That is my prayer. And it might get tough for those of us who are standing for the truth in the meantime. But we have an assurance, see? We have an assurance because we're standing with Christ on the side that is right. And our only response to the one and only God who saved us is that of praise, which is what we have going on here in these final verses in Jude. And with that, dear listener, I will sign off. Stay subscribed and look for the next episode to drop. And we're going to pick it up in another book. Haven't decided which one yet. Been thinking about Exodus, but I've also been thinking about the Gospel of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. So I've kind of been all over the place. I haven't really decided. Feel free to reach out through the comments. Let me know. Let me know what book you would like to study next. We're going to continue going book by book, verse by verse, through the entire Bible. God bless you. Amen. See if I can find it. There it is, the stop button. God bless you guys. One, two, one, two. Yeah. Special dedication to my brothers and sisters on the great continent of Africa. The saints in Malawi. Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Zimbabwe. Don't be deceived by what America's sending y'all, yeah. man. Let me begin. While there's still ink left in my pen, I'm set to contend. For truth, you can bet will offend. Deception within. The church, man, who's letting them in? We talked about this years ago. Let's address it again. Yeah. And I ain't really trying to start beef. But some who claim to be part of the sheep got some sharp teeth. And cats get mean when you criticize them. But Jesus told us Matthew 7, 16, we can recognize them. And God forbid that for the love of some fans, I keep quiet and watch them die with their blood on my hands. So there's nothing left for me to do except to speak to you in the spirit of Jude 3 and 2 Peter 2. And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. I'll dare to be specific and drop some clarity on the popularity of the gospel of prosperity. Turn off TBN. That channel is overrated. The pastors speak bogus statements financially motivated. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Visualize heretics Christianizing the American dream. It's foul and deceitful. They're lying to people. Teaching that camel squeeze through the eye of a needle Ungodly and wicked Ask yourself, how can they not be convicted? Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket And you're thinking they're not the dangerous type Cause some of the statements are right That only prove that Satan comes as an angel of light This teaching can't be believed without a cause The lie is you can achieve a crown without a cross And I hear it all the time when they speak on the block Even unbelievers are shocked how they're in the flock It should be obvious then Yeah, I'll explain why it's sin Peep the Bible, it's in 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10 it talks about how the desire for riches Has left many souls on fire in stitches Mired in ditches Tell me who would teach you to pursue as a goal The very thing that the Bible says will ruin your soul Huh? Yet they're encouraging the love of money To make it worse They've exported this garbage into other countries My heart breaks even now as I'm rhyming You wanna know what all false teachers have in common? What? It's called selfism The fastest growing religion They just dress it up and call it Christian don't be deceived by this funny biz. If you come to Jesus for money, then he's not your God. Money, money is. Jesus is not a means to an end. No. The gospel is he came to redeem us from sin. And that is the message forever I'll yell. Down. If you're living your best life now, you're headed for hell. Talk to him. Joel Osteen. Let him know. Crepel Dollar is a false teacher. Well, Joel. Benny Hinn is a false teacher. I know that popular.